Hi there, and welcome to the Men Inside Show, where we discover everything you need to know about men. And welcome to the Men Inside Show podcast, where we talk to different men about what's in their mind and heart. We'll put them on the spot and really try to get to know them, their dreams and fears, desires and hopes, and views on women and relationships. And as usual, I'm your host, Anna Rova, the male soul hunter, a digital nomad traveling the world interviewing men. And by now you should be wondering, who is this muchacho near me? And uh, this is just a Mexican muchacho because I'm recording for you today from Isla Mujeres, an amazing, beautiful island um, just off uh, Cancun in Mexico. And it's called Isla Mujeres, the island of women. So I think this is a very good uh, place to record this uh, intro for the episode that's coming up. And yes, don't, 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 mind, don't mind him. He's just sitting here, you know, quietly and patiently. Anyways, I welcome uh, you to a new episode of the show, which is episode 39, and it's called The Text Expert, where I interview Darren Smith. Darren is a really, really cool guy, and he's the founder of what is called now Pillow, but in the interview, he refers to it as Blindfold, which is a digital foreplay assistant. And as the name suggests, uh, me and Darren talk about um, the tech, the tech sex industry, which is a, which was a very new industry to me when I, you know, I didn't know anything about it. I was like, what? And but I thought I should interview the guy, and it was a very, very cool uh, conversation about his business, but what's going on in there, the digital foreplay system, what they're doing. So I highly recommend you check it out. And we also talk about, uh, you know, the tech sex industry, which was a very interesting discussion as well. You know the. Um, the new developments in the industry, what's going on in the industry. When I did research, I'm like, oh my God. So it was a very cool conversation about how technology can help us actually in our sexual sex lives and improve them and so on and so on. So I highly encourage you to listen to that. But before you go and listen to that, a quick reminder that I put together a video series for you called Your Free Guide to Men, where I poured my heart and soul and basically recorded um, episodes for you and videos where I tell you what I learned about men in my uh, journey of two years of podcasting and uh, you know all the research that I've done on the relationships and men and so on and so on so it's going to be highly beneficial for you and it's free so go on and subscribe at meninsideshow.com forward slash guide and you know I send you emails almost every day just to encourage you on your paths and your videos and also exercises that I put together for you that's it for me today I hope you enjoy this episode and I'll see you on the other side bye Okay, so today we're talking to Darren, who is the founder of Blindfold. It's a sex tech company. It's a fascinating topic, and I'm really excited to be talking to him today. Hi, Darren. How are you? Thanks for doing this. Good, thank you. <laughs> so we've been introduced through, uh, through the Digital Nomads Forum, and somebody actually, I just told them, this is my website, this is what I'm doing, and somebody tagged you, and they said, you should talk to Darren. I'm like, okay, who is this Darren guy? And then... Um, it appeared that you it turned out that you really you have a really really cool project and you're in the sex tech industry. This is why your episode is called the uh, Tech Sexpert, and I'm really excited to talk about this topic because for me it was it was is mind blowing. It's just a whole new level, a whole new industry opened up for me. So this is awesome. And so today we're going to talk about the sex tech industry and about the company that you founded called Blindfold as well. So if you can. Um, you know, just give us a glimpse of the industry and this whole thing. Uh, that'd be great, and hopefully we're going to have some um, good insights into that. And hopefully after our interview, the women will be more open to all the sex toys around them, and you know, just playing with the technology and bridging technology and sex and all of that. <laughs> so before we get into the core, the first question I always ask on the show is, um, Darren, what do you find attractive in a woman? 
I don't know if I'm attractive. Um, a woman with her her own passions and interests. Um, I think that's important. A a a strong woman that's doing her own thing in life that doesn't need somebody else but wants to be with somebody else. And most importantly, just a, a kid, someone playful, someone playful and fun, and doesn't take life too seriously. I think those three things are um, are at the top of my list. Yes. Does she have to be open to the sex tech industry? <laughs> um, <laughs> regards to being uh, playful in life, I think um, sex and intimacy is one of those aspects that I would I would certainly look for in in in, in a partner. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into the topic now. Um, okay, so through through my research, this is what I understand what sex tech is, and um, and I don't know if the women out there, but probably a lot of us didn't even know this exists. And basically, sex tech is a technology or technology-driven ventures designed to enhance, innovate, and disrupt in every area of human sexuality and human sexual experience. And from what I know, there is a big industry gap there, and there are a lot of companies that um, kind of try to get into that area. But this area is overlooked, just like um, you know anything. I mean, sex in general is like a taboo uh, thing to talk about in public and all of that stuff. So this is why this area is majorly overlooked. And there are a lot of cool companies that I did from my research that just blew my mind, from um, you know luxury toys to like vibrators and tele. Wait. I can't even spell, I can't even pronounce this tele-dildonics and haptic sex and all of that stuff and I was like, whoa! And especially this year, 2015, you know, um, in one of the articles they said that Fifty Shades of Grey was such a huge success and, uh, you know, the, the author of the book is the highest income earning author and all of that and the movie itself broke the box office uh, records and this clearly says and shows us that, you know, this topic is so, so, so important to to, to just like regular people and um, that industry, the sex tech industry can really capitalize on that. So um, Darren, uh, tell me about the industry and your story and how you got into it and tell me about the sex tech thing like <laughs> this, this is so this is so alien to me you know I never I never thought of um, introducing technology into sex in general and so just tell us a bit more about that. Yeah I mean to there's a taboo in sex in itself, right? But then if you add the technology aspect of it as well, people are like, no way, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Um, our phones right now are mostly, and our computers, our laptops, etc., are mostly getting in the way of uh, physical intimacy in our lives. Because we're spending so much time in the office or sitting with our phone in the bedroom, on the bed in the bedroom. And... Most people are seeing it as the uh, antithesis of uh, uh, what it is to connect with somebody um, close, personally, um, at home. Um, but we're seeing now a trend of new companies sort of starting to um, bridge that gap or trying to uh, change that perception, um, both from the, the physical toy aspect um, of, of, of sex tech, which is around creating technology which connects to or syncs with a phone either remotely or together in the room so you have more control over your pleasure either uh, via a partner who's on the other side of the world or from a partner who has more control over exactly how that toy might might work or interact with your partner um, or setting certain speeds and vibrations based on the interface on your phone and then on the other aspect the other side of it you've got um 
you've got the more consumer-based uh, sex tech um, companies who are trying to use, um, say, some of the, the same tools and problems which people are, are using in our normal apps um, around education, around, ed, um, around uh, meeting new people and that space as well. So there's so much potential in this space now for the next 10 years or so. It's just humongous. And the reason why it's going to take a while is, is basically uh, consumer behavior. Um, and how, how do we change behavior? Fifty Shades of Grey is a fascinating one, right? Because to talk about BDSM openly in public with your friends is would have seemed like taboo, say, just before Fifty Shades of Grey, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but if you get to the point where you create something which is socially acceptable, and Cindy Gallup talks about this, mm -hmm. then then actually there's suddenly this huge market and it's something that people talk about, people do share, and that's when you that's when you make money. Yeah. Well, you, you touched upon um, an interesting subject that, you know, it's going to take a while. And I, I just find it even now, like, really strange that we're in 2015 and we still cannot talk about uh, sex openly, you know, on social medias and all of that. And there's still so much taboo and so many, uh, you know, hidden subjects there and people like I was even me like I'm, I'm a pretty open person and even I had my doubts if I wanted to share something you know related to porn or sex or you know anything like that so that's incredible into when you're talking about sex um, but you also you also brought up an interesting uh, subject that we you know technology is in our way of intimacy in bed like I think there was a research saying that a lot of people just text in bed about having sex so then the sex tech industry is actually not doing that but actually bring it, bringing us closer. So that's the goal, experiencing deeper intimacy and better sex in general, uh, you know, long distance yeah. relationships, all of that stuff. So stuff that maybe you cannot um, provide to yourself or your partner and just um, kind of filling that gap. And um, awesome. So uh, let's talk further about this and uh, tell me, what do you think some of the, well, besides the challenge that we talked about already that um, just people are so afraid and conditioned um, not to talk about this taboo topic, what are some of the other challenges that the industry is um, facing? Um, the sex tech industry itself um, yes. or blindfold is what I'm working on. Um, the sex tech you know industry what? itself, yeah. Um, that the, that's the biggest problem. Is is people is is conversing about it, talking about it. Um, um, with regards to technology, we have all that technology available to us, right? Like we are we're so advanced when it comes to our scientific and our technological capabilities on this planet, but our emotional capabilities are are terrible. We're just very poor. Um, uh, our, our emotional intelligence is very poor. It stems from our childhood. Um, when we're told to learn mathematics and science and and uh, geography and these these just sort of grouped up subjects without focusing inwards, um, Eastern philosophy is very different and uh, it's a little bit more slower, more um, more family orientated, um, and they're they're better than. Um, our sort of uh, capitalistic rushing around lives in, in the West, which we have. Um, yeah, if I talked about... Sorry. Okay. <laughs> there's like seven or eight big, big problems with regards to sex in our society today. And that might be um, a good place to start here. Um, if we think about the pornography industry right now, um, it's so freaking huge. Yeah. Right. Um, but we don't talk about it. 
and we don't talk about it, yet people are using it. And something like between 5 and 30% of all internet traffic is, is adult-related. Um, 17%, between 16 and 70% of all internet searches are adult-related, right? And to think that that doesn't affect sex in our lives, I mean, it really, really does. Like, boys, young boys and young men are growing up uh, in, in, in society today expecting that to be in their real life. Yeah. Um, and then that affects how intimacy uh, works within relationships. Um, and, and pornography is designed for men, um, um, not necessarily for women, usually. So what do you think? What do you think is the solution? Like, how can we accelerate? Because you and your company cannot wait ten years until we all become like socially open about this and all that. So, uh, what can we do about this? That's my question. <laughs> can we do something about this? Can we, should we just like one day declare it and everybody should just like start <laughs> talking about sex openly? And you know, I watch this, this this porn or adult movie and this toy, and I'm using this toy. Like, what do you think is the solution? So, um, so my background is actually um, both uh, children's gaming and education. I have a lot of experience working for startups in those two spaces. Um, bringing elements of what I've learned from that into the space of sex, I think is going to be quite important because it, it comes back to helping people realize that it shouldn't be embarrassing. It, it can be easy to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, the value of talking about it far outweighs the embarrassment of talking about it, right? And helping people appreciate and understand how awesome, like, good, just... How awesome just good sex is. is, right? <laughs> and just, most people are just, like, scared or worried about doing this this, this thing of this connecting and being intimate and close. And, and when we talk about sex as well, our language is, is so poor, right? I mean, sex, when I talk about sex, is the context of, like the whole physical intimacy when you're connecting with as a human being, not just the act of penetrative sex, right? That's just one aspect of it. But, but a lot of people see sex as, oh, it's just it's just penetration, right? But there's, there's so much more to it than, 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 than just that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So basically you're telling me that the first step is education, and I think a lot of it comes from parents as well. Uh, because, you know, for example, my parents and all, like the generation of our parents of millennials are even clo- closer, not closer, even more closed to this subject. Uh, like, for example, my parents come from the Soviet Union. This is like, you know, there was no so- there was no sex in Soviet Union. So uh, I can see that there are some like cultural and social consequences to, you know, where our parents came from and why they didn't talk to us about. But it's our responsibility now as we are becoming uh, parents soon enough uh, to basically be open, be educated and really talking to children about it. like. Um, like it's not that, but when like it's just a normal subject. Yeah, there's 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 a there's a big debate online now, or, or a push towards this uh, education around consent, right? Because like at school, when we're taught about sex, we're we're told basically not to have it. Only do it if you're like really in love. Um, yeah, you must safe. wear on donkey. You're gonna get you're gonna get you're gonna have a baby. Yeah. Like we're told all these bad things, right? So so. And naturally, like teenagers, we're inquisitive as well. So we're interested. We want to find out. But we're told it's bad, and it's like that just makes it sort of more, like more interesting, and, and, and the likelihood of us doing worse things. Like we need to be educating sex as this holistic thing, mm-hmm. and we're simply not. We're simply not doing that. We're not talking about um, the, the pleasures that can derive from it, from from from, from consent, from a safe journey through the acts of of sort of your, your early years. Yeah. So that doesn't really exist. So the only place that exists now online is. 
is, um, is through lots of sex blogs, right? And there's some fantastic stuff out there. But they are just informational pages. And um, the next stage, which is what the sex tech industry is going to do, is instead of just giving that information to people, it's going to actually help people guide people through or give them the right information at the right time or um, or be sort of mediators between two people to make sure that they get to the right solution that they both want. Yeah, and there's also this website you mentioned, Cindy Gallup, Make Love Not Porn, and then there are different apps right now in development like the Happy Playtime where it's very educational, interactive, it's also very interesting and through being real and stuff you're discovering your own body and so many women, including myself, don't even know what's going on there. And we're like, <laughs> you know, I started playing actually online. I was like, hmm, this is interesting. <laughs> you know, so, uh, okay, cool. So now tell me, um, tell me about Blindfold because you are the founder of this sex tech company, Blindfold. And uh, so tell me about that. So from what I know, uh, Blind Blindfold is a digital foreplay assistant kind of uh, software. And okay, so I'll let you talk about it. Tell me what is Blindfold? <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, so Blindfold is a, is a digital foreplay assistant, uh, as you uh, so perfectly put it there. We, um, we create uh, these audio episodes, these audio journeys that you follow along to in the bedroom in order to sort of um, improve intimacy in a, a couple of different ways. Um, we do that through sort of better communication and through new ideas in the bedroom. Quite often we get into these habits and these routines when it comes to our sex life, especially when you're with someone for a very long time. And naturally, sex, get, sex gets less exciting over time. Um, and that, and that's, that's, that's normal makeup for our brain, because one aspect of it, we're looking for sort of, you know, that spontaneity, that excitement, the unknown. And then the other side of it, we've, we actually want that grounding and that, and that caring and that loving and, and, and home and stuff. But, but we need both of those. But over time, we end up just here, and we want that fresh excitement and we want that new stuff. So what we're trying to do is, is package up these, these experiences, these episodes of, of new ways to um, touch and pleasure your partner. It's based um, in a lot of, uh, it's based loosely on stuff which therapists use called sensate focusing, which is a way to touch the partner's body in a different way and slowly without the expectations of penetrative sex um, uh, uh, or orgasm or anything like that. And if you remove those expectations, the goal-orientated aspect of sex, you can help people feel more comfortable and thus enjoy the experience more again. Mm -hmm. So um, so that's where we are right now. We've been going for about six months. We have about, I think, five episodes live right now. Yeah, you um, can also play them online and um, just... You can uh, play them online and we're building the app right now as well. So um, that should be out within the next sort of few months or so. Awesome. I love the concept and I'm looking at your website right now and I love how all of the tracks are actually categorized by sensuality and kink. <laughs> so I, I guess everybody who's listening now and me and I'm like, okay, how does this work? Like um, you get somebody to tell your guy what to do. And so it, it all brings to me like my first initial reaction was a lot of awkwardness around it. And I'm like, how does this, you know, how does this work? Like how do you introduce this? First of all, like if I want to do it with my partner, how do I introduce that to my partner? There's a lot of stuff in there, like there's a lot of, you know, uh, like walls in there. Like how do I tell my man, okay, let's try this digital four places. Like what the fuck is that? Like how does this work? Uh, so how do we how do we go around that? Like okay, tell me how it works. So let's say me and my partner, we're ready for it. So we just press, okay. play the press button. And what's your name, Angelina? <laughs> 
<laughs> so literally, we we have a, we have um, we have a fantastic voice artist who has this beautiful English voice. Now, obviously, I should say, like at the moment, we just have uh, this this British voice and talking through um, what to do. Um, but in the future, we will have different voices as well because you know everybody's into different things. It's kind of like having this this third voice, this third person in the bedroom with you, right? Yeah, you can choose as in your experience in your theatre. You can choose the um, accent of it and the nationality or something. <laughs> okay. And then, and then the next stage is each episode sort of um, guide you through how to pleasure or where to pleasure the, the female body. So it can be used either by um, female gay couples or straight couples, but it is for touching the woman's body. Um, and literally we break it down into sort of you know, how long and how to stroke different parts of her body, whether it's just, just the neck here or, or kiss in a different way or to play with the hair for a while or to move around down to her legs and her feet. And it's just, and we, we're explicit on sort of the, you know, the pace, the strength, the, the length of the strokes, the exact sort of the, how you should be doing the strokes, all of this stuff to, to basically help people be more creative, right? Because we do the same things. We kiss in the same way. We get in the get. Uh, we 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 use the same positions. Um, and it's about just mixing it up. And this is all foreplay stuff. So this isn't actually it doesn't guide you through penetration, mm -hmm. but it's just about just about touching mm -hmm. and connecting. I love this. Obviously, sorry. yeah. <laughs> sorry, uh, I was just gonna say I love this because this is also educating men because, and the women will agree with me. So many men just like don't even like you know some of them do but a lot of men just don't know and uh, you we're expecting them to know but they don't and then you know so with that with listening to that they will just uh, know more and uh, you know re see the reactions of a female body and all of that stuff so I love it and the more they do it basically the more they learn and, and all of that so I love I love that and are you developing the scripts Yes, yeah, so um, I'm working with some erotica writers to help me put them erotic together. Erotic writers. And I'm also working with therapists now as well um, and getting their input into it as well. So, I mean, we want to ramp up the creation of these episodes, right? Because there's... Yeah. I mean, it's endless, right? The amount of episodes that we could create uh, is just endless. It's like the full variety of what you can do between two or more people in the, in the bedroom or outside of the bedroom with, with the human body. Um, and... And I agree with your point around around guys not knowing what to do. The biggest complaint that, that women have is usually it's just too fast. Everything everything moves too fast, and it, it takes time. It takes um, usually on average it's women slightly longer to become aroused than men do, and um, men get a bit overexcited, and then they sort of you know just want to push it forward too fast. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for sharing that with us. I think it's incredible. I love the concept, and we should all check it out and play with it. Uh, give it to our men to play with it. Uh, so now we're gonna we're gonna break the the ice, so to say. We're gonna release the tension from all the sex talk, <laughs> and we're gonna go into the awkward jar segment, which, as you and the listeners know, it's uh, a statement that I find online, and um, it might be true or not true, doesn't matter. But I'm gonna read that out to you, and you're gonna provide the theory on why that happens. Are you ready? <laughs> like, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, so it's a known fact, Darren, that men don't feel the urge to get married as quickly as women because their clothes all button and zip in the front. So, so men don't feel the urge to get married as quickly as women because their clothes all button up and zip in front. Why do you think that happens, Darren? 
You're very serious. <laughs> yeah, it sounds serious. <laughs> well, it's got something to do, I guess, with um, with the fact that because we're 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 working in the city and we have those suits on, you know, those really tight suits which kind of have to keep our bellies in, and it's um, it's really uncomfortable, though. It's so uncomfortable all the time. But you have to be, and, and all that tension kind of builds up inside of us. I think this is the problem. That tension builds up, and then we just can't relax. And we can't break free from that. And and it's only when that we're truly relaxed and in in our in ourselves and happy with ourselves that we want to find a partner. Uh huh. So how does this relate? Okay. So how does this relate to men not having the urge to marry that quickly? Um, because only uh, only when you're happy and relaxed in yourself, you will then want to marry. That's what I believe. Actually, not everybody believes that. Okay, that's true. And then the zipping in front. And the, <laughs> <laughs> the, zipping, the zipping in front. Oh, but like I kind of just ignored that bit and just carried on anyway. So basically, they zip up in front, and then it's easier for a man because if it would be in the back, then the man would be really, really stressed, just like the woman is all the time. That's why women are so freaked out because it's all in the back. So because it's in front, the men are more relaxed, and therefore. Okay, I can't. I can't even get this right. Anyways, <laughs> okay, this is this is this is epic fail of her jar. This just didn't work. But whatever. I think I think we had fun and we laughed, and I think the audience laughed as well. So we're just gonna kind of ignore this. <laughs> this part. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. So let's get into the second part. We're almost at the end of the interview, and um, one of the one of the biggest questions. Oh, well, not. The biggest one of the questions that I ask on every episode is uh, the biggest fear that you have as a man. If you could share that with me. Um, my biggest fear. Uh, so I, I think I don't live my life fearful to start with. Okay. Um, like uh, uh, sort of the happiness and pursuit drives me to create, to create something, make something, make the most of my life. Um. Having said that, I think if I was to get to the end of my life at the point where I feel as if I haven't succeeded or created or made made a difference, or just feel as if I've 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 been I've been happy with my life, then yeah, that's that that's a, that's a fear. But that keeps driving me forward on a day-to-day basis to do awesome things. I see. Cool. Thanks for sharing that with us. I think a lot of the women also have this question there. And what is the necklace that you're wearing right now? Is this is this a chip? Yeah, it is. Am um, I seeing this right? Is, is this an Intel it's chip? An old... <laughs> it's a good statement of who I am, yeah, because I work in the tech space. <laughs> there's, a, there's all sorts of theories about what it is. Sometimes I say it takes photos every 30 seconds. Um, but it is just uh, one of my really, my, my first ever phone that I had cut up and put into a, a, a necklace um, in Camden Market in London. There's a really cool. Uh, wow, so apparently it brings uh, you luck and attracts all the right women and this is probably you wearing this to attract the, your partner for a blindfold your co-founder <laughs> I hope this it's works. a conversation starter <laughs> <laughs> definitely that's that's a good technique you're using okay cool so so i have a last question for you darren and uh, this was um what was your most embarrassing moment uh, in your sex or dating life <laughs> you have? I, so hope, I, so I hope it relates to technology and sex it certainly relates to you know what yeah it can do okay, <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll i'll do the full circle and i'll bring it around to okay. technology and sex um 
No, when I was, well, how old was I? I think I was 19 years old. I went on a backpacking stint to the other side of the world. I was in Australia, the east coast of Australia, um, at a place called the Whitsunday Islands. I don't know if you know of it. Anyway, you get these boat trips that go away for three or four days. I think this one was maybe four or five days. Um, we were on a catamaran with like 20 odd people, um, 10 boys, 10 girls. And basically, I, I, I was quite horny. And I remember going to, <laughs> um, I remember going to one of these, tiny little bathrooms that they have on these catamarans um, which was in one of the girls bedrooms because um, um, I, I, I wanted to masturbate and um, <laughs> and I just um, embarrassingly got caught when she opened the door with my with with um, sort of uh, in the act and um, it was the most embarrassing thing ever purely because when I was 19 years old um, and I wasn't as open to this stuff as I am right now um, but most because I look at her in the eye for the next four days and we both knew we had that connection um, but I couldn't get away from her she was there sitting next to me for, for, for four days uh, so it's just this constant reminder of um, just that, that slight embarrassment but I look back now and I think I think now why sh why was I embarrassed why should I have been embarrassed right it's a it's a it's a it's a natural natural part of our life um, um, so how was I going to swing that back around to technology? Um, I don't know. Well, I, don't I know. know because now you have this blindfold company and you're basically contributing to humans just being more open sexually, talking about it, playing with it, you know, this is how we loop it back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow, that, 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 that's a cool story. I mean, have you ever talked with her again? I mean, during the whole trip or no? No. Oh, I mean, I, mean, I can't didn't remember. talk it's about that, so right? It was, yeah, we never talked about that, um, and I, I think I probably did converse with her uh, afterwards, but I, I just remember the awkwardness. <laughs> I remember the emotion, right? Because when it's that long ago, you remember the emotion as opposed to the, the yeah, details. Yeah, 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 cool. Okay, I think, uh, well, I think it was a great talk. It was a short talk as well. I mean, this topic is so big and so vast. We can talk about it for hours and hours, but I think it's great what you're doing, and thanks for introducing us to the sex tech world. That definitely, um, you know, I learned a little bit about it and now I'm more open to it as well and I'll be following up all these virtual sex toys and stuff like that and that's really really cool and uh, so for everybody who wants to know more about Blindfold and even try it with their partner where can we go and find more about it and actually subscribe? So our website is uh, www.blindfold.club and yeah, you can you can sign there, subscribe. Um, it's just uh, five dollars a month right now to have access to the back catalog of episodes, and we're creating a new one every month, and hopefully more than that um, sooner rather than later. Awesome, great. Well, thanks for uh, being on the show, and I was glad to talk to you, and good luck with everything, and um, talk soon. Thank you, Anna. You too. Okay. Bye. Bye bye. Alright guys, so I hope you enjoyed this episode and me and Muchacho here still sitting and, <laughs> and recording this uh, end of the episode for you. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and you learned a lot and please let me know what you think about it and leave your review on iTunes for the podcast because you, know, you are listening to the podcast. So go to iTunes and find the Men Inside Show podcast and click five star rating and then leave a review or leave an honest uh, constructive feedback because I love going through those as well. 
And also just to, to let you know that I'm always looking for new ideas, new men to recommend. So if you have anyone, anyone to recommend that you feel that it's interesting, please email me at info at meninsideshow.com. Go to our Facebook page and uh, leave us a message. Also follow us on Instagram because we po post, well, follow me on Instagram. It's Wanderova, W A and D-E-R-O-V-A, that's Wanderova, and I post, you know, about my life and my travels and about men as well and about the podcast, so go ahead and do that. And also, don't, don't forget to subscribe at your free guide to men at meninsideshow.com forward slash guide uh, for your free guide to men video series where I teach you lessons about men and relationships and yourself as well, which is very important. So uh, I'll see you next week with the learnings episode. Uh, this is basically a video that I put together for you from everything I learned from the previous episode, which is, was the text expert. Isn't that darn cute? <laughs> so uh, I'll see you next week. Hope you enjoyed it. Leave your feedback, leave your review, message me and follow us on Facebook and let's start the conversation so we can attract uh, great men and have great relationships. And as usual, I'm your host, Anna Rova, and I wish you a week full of amazing men. Ciao!